Good morning, everybody. I am back. Keith Hill, the foodtruckhelp.com podcast. I love bacon truck. Uh, I love bacon truck on Instagram. I love bacon truck.com. Uh, sorry for the, uh, the hiatus, but we have been going through a uh, kitchen remodel and I've actually been having my uh, some work done in my office slash uh, recording studio where I do the podcast. So with all the hammering and work and drywall dust and everything else, it's been uh, it's been a little chaos uh, around my house. So I haven't been able to to record anything. So I am back. Here we are, March thirteenth, um, right in the height of the coronavirus panic, which is. Uh, I thought maybe a, a, a perfect time to make a comeback. Uh, I sat down this morning, got my thoughts together, and uh, thought about some things I wanted to uh, to talk to you all about. It's uh, it's very scary, a lot of uncertainty right now. A lot of people are very scared. Uh, in my uh, other job, I basically do concert tours. I do production for concert tours when I'm not doing the food truck. And uh, Live Nation and IEG... I, AEG Live, uh, the biggest concert promoters and uh, production people in the world basically canceled all concert tours, all concert events, uh, trade show events have been canceling left and right. So everybody, uh, all of my, my compadres in the touring industry, everybody's on suicide watch right now because... This is the time everybody budgets to like March, April. It's kind of like the food truck thing. Everybody budgets to make it through the winter and they're ready for, you know, March, April when everything kicks off. So a lot of parallels between the food truck game and the touring game. Uh, most everybody in touring is is a 1099 independent, you know, subcontractor. Uh, so it's kind of a, a lot of the same details. So. You know, I'm basically weighing out the two sides of my professional life this morning. Uh, and full disclosure, it is a little bit after my coffee. I've been weighing everything out over my coffee and, and deciding what I wanted to talk about today. And uh, I think I've got some some information that could help some people. And once again, a lot of people out there are a lot smarter than me. So there are definitely different options. But I wanted to talk about some things that we're putting into play uh, that we hope will help our food truck business stay. I don't know if we're going to remain profitable, but you know, to keep us going and moving forward. So, you know, the first thing for us is overall cleanliness. The first thing we started putting into play was before every day, before we load the truck, before we do anything, we basically come in first thing in the morning and uh, we take two caps of Clorox to a gallon of water mix it all up, put it in a spray bottle, and we spray the entire truck down. Every single surface, I'm talking ceiling, floor, equipment, inside equipment, everything. Breaker box, I mean the outside of the breaker box, we do everything. Now, what a lot of people don't know is the multi-quat that a lot of us use for sanitizing surfaces, food-safe surfaces, uh, does not kill flu and coronavirus is what our health inspector told us. So bleach does. So two caps of bleach and a gallon of water is what she advised us to do. And so we've started uh, we started spraying down every surface. So we'll go out, work at the service, come back, clean the truck as normal. Uh, 
And basically what we do is when we come back, we take a, like a steel scrubby like you would scrub pots and pans with. We do soapy water and we hit all the surfaces in the truck. You know, all the outside of coolers, grills, uh, steam tables, fryers, all of that with a scrubby. And then we will come in and, and wipe it all down. So after we do that, after we get the club right, right before we walk off the truck, uh, after it's clean, we hit it with the, with the bleach water again. And then we just leave it. We let it sit until the next morning. And then we come back. Now, I know that's a bit of overkill doing it, you know, right before we leave and right when we come in in the morning. But you never know. There could be a surface you missed. There could be anything. So uh, we would rather uh, be in excess and be safe than not. Um, another thing I was thinking about this morning and, and even last night, I took the truck out last night. And even then, now don't get me wrong, I'm washing my hands constantly i'm like that anyway i hate to have uh things on my hands i'm kind of ocd about it it drives me bananas if i feel like i have grease on my hands or or anything so i'm always washing anyway and i've always got gloves on but phones now i know sometimes we have to have our phones for business we're looking at phone calls we're taking orders from customers possibly um right now is the time i think we need to try to take that out of the mix and it may be best to do it from here moving forward. This might just be the catalyst that, that makes us uh, make the change. So I would suggest take your phone, put it up, put it in the cab of the truck, you know, in the driver's area, and don't touch it. Um, what I've been doing is taking Clorox wipes to my phone multiple times a day just because I know that's like I go out, I touch something, I go to the mall, I touch a door handle, I grab my phone, you know, all of these things. So that's what I'm trying to get away from. So I have been Clorox wiping my phone constantly, uh, multiple times a day, and then washing my hands afterwards uh, just to be super, super safe. I think we can take the phones out of the food truck business. Now, I know we still have to have our tablets, um, but at least we're cutting the risk in half. And, you know, on the tablets, I say, I say we're going to... Uh, Clorox wipe those every day as well, multiple times. We do that usually after service. We'll clean everything, clean the glass before we put our tablets up. Uh, our kitchen display systems, we'll go in and clean all those, the glass on those as well. So I think what we're going to do is, uh, you know, we're going to start Clorox wiping every tablet. Um, also kind of along those lines is to cut down on the uh, customer cross-contamination because we can wash our hands as much as we want to but if you think about the customers coming up to the truck um if you've got the new square pos that has the separate uh screen that you can put out that they can use to sign um i think that's a very strong move um so put that out if you if you request signature or cut off signature altogether uh you know i think square I know they'll let you do it up to $25, uh, but I would cut the signature uh, option off so you don't have to pass that tablet to the customer and have them touch it. And then you bring it back in, touch it. Even if you change gloves, even if you wash your hands, there still may be some contamination there. So you cut out that risk for uh, cross-contamination if you turn off the signature uh, situation. Now, along those same lines, a lot of you are still using the little uh, credit card swiper that plugs into the headphone port on the uh, iPad. Uh, 
Let's switch to the Bluetooth credit card scanner that you can put out on the shelf. We did it yesterday. We put that Bluetooth scanner out on the shelf. When somebody tries to hand the card, you just say, hey, just pop the, the uh, chip side right into that guy right there. And then you don't have to touch their card. Uh, you're not cross-contaminating back and forth uh, that way. So that way you're not touching anything from the customer. The customer's not having to sign your tablet or touch your tablet. Um, this may cost you some tips, of course. Um, but if they ask, hey, can I leave a tip? You just say, sure, how much would you like to leave? That way we don't have to pass it back and forth and we don't risk contaminating each other. And I think most most people will be okay with that. Um it's just one way to cut it out, and I get it. Tips are important to a lot of people. Uh, tips are important to your employees, but you can't be too careful uh, at this time. It's just a, uh, it's just a weird time. You know, it could get very bad very quick in the U.S. We see what's happening in China and Italy and uh, Europe overall. <clears throat> I hope it starts to slow, and I think if we all take a little bit of precaution, it can really help uh, fortify customers confidence in what we're doing you know we have to keep it very clean we have to let customers know we're being very clean if they see things like us not passing the ipad back and forth or us not touching uh you know not touching uh, credit cards and things of that nature uh, i think it will really help instill confidence in what we're doing you know we make a big i'm gonna say a big show but we make sure that customers see us. We have a huge window and we make sure that customers see us changing gloves often. So if I wash my hands, I make sure customers see like me drying my hands and me grabbing gloves, putting gloves on before I touch anything else. So we've always felt like that really instills a lot of confidence in our cleanliness and, you know, making sure that people aren't going to get sick and make sure that we're clean. Um, another thing is, you know, we, we've been setting the tray, the customer boxes, the, food actual food we've been setting it out on the uh, shelf outside the truck and calling names and then that way our hands aren't even close to the general public's hands now i'm not saying anybody in the general public is of course infected or whatever but you never know and the more barrier we can put between us and all of those people you know we're we're seeing two three four hundred people a day sometimes so uh you cut that that risk way down. I would like to try to figure out a way to keep cash to a minimum. We're about 80% card now anyway. Um, but I feel like, you know, keeping cash to a minimum, we, we all hate to pay the fee. I know, but in this time, you know, try to encourage, uh, of course, don't not accept it, but I think definitely you should handle cash with gloves at all times and then change those gloves of course wash your hands and change gloves of course before you touch food but even at this point last night i'm counting down the cash drawer i've got gloves on after we get done after we've cleaned the truck after we're everything and i'm back in the office i count down the drawer uh with actual gloves on and get the money situated and then still remove gloves go wash my hands any of that will help uh staying clean and and you know, watching out for coronavirus. And I feel like food trucks are going to be one of those businesses that is somehow able to keep operating. Now, I know a lot of us make money and, and we're kind of a uh, diversified uh, portfolio as far as this goes. But I know a lot of people survive solely off of large events. And those people are going to have a tough time. We do large events, but we also do, you know, just normal go out 
feed the public type situation. So I think the trucks that focus a lot more on going out doing these, uh, you know, dates where you're just out feeding the public, you're not at uh, large events, depending on those large amounts of people. I feel like we're a little insulated uh, because of that. So if you can go out, skip the large events, feed the public, uh, at least you'll be able to have some kind of money coming in. I think that's really important right now. Uh, for business, you know, as far as opportunities and advantages of this whole situation go, that's one of them. You know, feeding the public, not depending on large events. Another opportunity is to really take this time, if you're slow, to um, to up the visibility or the awareness of your delivery. So if you're doing delivery services, uh, you know, of course, Grubhub, Uber Eats, et cetera, et cetera. Um, but how about this? If you if you've got some employees that you can't keep busy, speak to your insurance company and figure out what you need to do to get those employees listed to be delivery drivers. And then that way you're paying them, they're working, you're not paying an outside company, you're not paying Uber Eats 30% or something ridiculous, whatever your fee may be, but I think most people are 30%. Keep your employees working rather than giving that work to Uber Eats uh, or Grubhub or DoorDash or Waiter or the endless, you know, independent people out there to do it, so... Try to keep your people working. Just call your insurance company. You probably set it up. You won't even have to go down there and see what it takes to set up delivery drivers and then make that move and start paying your own people who were previously out of work. I think that's uh, that's a pretty solid move if you can do that. Um, if everything goes nuts and everything gets shut down, I'm not sure how serious a quarantine would be, but if you could take your truck to neighborhoods... And at least keep the crowds down to where they're where they're small. Um, I believe you could get out. People would be super appreciative. And once again, I don't know that this is possible yet. We'll see how bad it gets and see what's possible to do. But my original thought is, or my first thought would be that people would love to have you come to their neighborhoods, especially if they're they've been cooped up in the house. They want to get out. They want to you know walk around the neighborhood. Come eat some food that's not, you know, cooked by mom or dad. Uh, I feel like there's some opportunity there to bond with your uh, with your customers and and make some fans, you know, out of new customers. People will be really appreciative if they haven't eaten out in a week or two weeks. You come to them and bring them a little something. Um, you know, it could be a thing even now. I'm just brainstorming at this point, but it could be a thing even where you say, "Hey, today." Uh, we're going to serve this neighborhood. Okay. Uh, if you all want to order, set up your, if you use square, you can set up your square online store. You tell neighbors, if you want to order, just go in order. We're going to bring the truck to the neighborhood and we will bring the food around and drop it off on your porch. You pay credit card. We drop it off on your porch. Nobody has to come into contact, um, with each other and you just knock out a neighborhood a day. Now, I know this all seems like a lot of work, but it's better than not working at all. Um, and it's it's a lot different than setting up in one spot and let people come to you. But it is something. You know, you can go do neighborhoods this way. And even if you want to put a minimum on it, like I said, I'm brainstorming. You say, hey, if we could do, um, if we can get $500 worth of orders up, we're going to come 
to your neighborhood. We're going to drop the food off on your doorstep and you don't even have to see us. We don't have to see you. Nobody has to infect each other. Um, so that's something that's a possibility. So the good thing is with trucks, you know, we have the, uh, fortune as, as much as I hate to use that word. We have the fortune of not being, uh, as in contact as a brick and mortar restaurant is. So, you know, if you've got a few people coming up at a time, you've got plenty of space, people can stay separated. And then one person come up to the truck at a time, you're not crowding into a room like a brick and mortar restaurant <clears throat> and people can stay away from each other. Um, so that's the, that's the advantage over brick and mortar that food trucks could end up having, you know, it could end up being a, a plus, uh, as much as I, once again, I hate to say plus or advantage, but it could be a, an advantage that we have over brick and mortar restaurants uh, for the coming weeks or months, depending on how bad it gets. I feel like at this time, you know, I'm talking about going to uh, neighborhoods and, and things of that nature. Like, I feel like this could be a very solid time to, to bond uh, with the with your community and bond with your fan base and, and figure out a way to... Uh, turn this very negative into a positive. I, I hate to always be marketing. Um, you know, my business partner asked me today, Josh, he, he said, should we put out something? Should we send out an email? Um, like all of these other companies are doing saying, Hey, these are the precautions we take and this is what we're doing. And to me, I feel like it's very, uh, it's transparent marketing. It, it's basically all of these businesses saying, Hey guys, we're safe. This is what we do. Please don't stop giving us your money. Please, please, please don't stop giving us your money. We're good. And, uh, I, I feel like that's to me when I see a company put that out, I feel like it's transparent, um, transparent marketing. And I'm trying not to go that direction just because, you know, it's, it's, it's not a time to capitalize, but I think it is going to be a thing where we need to survive business-wise. Nobody wants to go bankrupt. So uh, let's do what we can to bond with our community, build relationships with our community. If it's you know having to go to, to neighborhoods or having to, to set up in strategic places, uh, let's do that. So if the worst happens, th these are my thoughts. If the worst happens and we all get quarantined or self-quarantined and we're all asked to stay in our homes for the next month or two months there's a couple things you can do to maximize that that time and let's call it let's call it an opportunity um <clears throat> engage with your family don't stay cooped up don't keep doing the same things um stay engaged with your family and uh and use it to use that time to bond with them a little bit uh read business books read books about making your business better um anything read other businesses business plans other businesses success stories etc um also you can learn a new skill if you don't know excel learn excel learn how to use spreadsheets even if it's just to do food costing learn to do uh learn to do that you know set up your set up an inventory software um to to help you better figure out where your money's going and over portioning, under portioning, etc. Build your recipes and inventory software, and and use your use the downtime to uh, maximize your business. Whenever all of this is said and done, and we're allowed to go back out into the world, um, use your downtime to plan for the future as well. If you've got goals of building a brick and mortar restaurant, work on your business plan. 
Use that time to research and work on your business plan and, and get moving on something that you haven't been able to do because you've been so busy. So, you know, that's uh, that's kind of my thoughts on this whole virus scare and the way we're moving. It's uh, it's a bit spotty. I'm not going to lie. There are some some weird times coming and there's some weird times happening right now. So it's uh, it's definitely something to think about. All of these things are something to, to think about and, and put some things into play that uh, keep everybody safe. And like I said, let's take the negative, turn it into a positive if at all possible um, and use the downtime for your good and your uh, progress and your growth. So uh, that's all I've got. If, uh, if you appreciate the podcast, once again, foodtruckhelp.com, you can go in over there, put your email address or get into contact with me. Uh, please follow us on Instagram. I love bacon truck. And, uh, you can visit our website. I love bacon truck.com. And, uh, we'll see you next time. Everybody have a good day. Stay safe. Uh, keep making money, keep making lots of money and let's try to figure out a way to get through this. All right. I'll see you guys tomorrow.